Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. G'day, it's Matt Young from the Story Chunder Podcast, and this is another edition of our Chunder Chats, with this time with Shad Wicca, who you may recall uh, from earlier in the year on our podcast, he told a remarkable story about getting fired uh, because of an picture on social media with the Prime Minister of Australia. Shad is a comedian. He is a radio presenter in Southeast Queensland, where we are near Brisbane and in and around Brisbane. And he's also a podcast host of Good Yarns, which is a storytelling podcast, much like the Story Chanda. So this is our opportunity to have a bit of an interview with Shad, listen to his story again. And at the end, you'll hear a promo for Good Yarns, which is Shad's podcast. Enjoy, and thanks for tuning in to The Story Chanda. Hey, Shad. How you going, man? Yeah, good, man. You? Yeah, yeah. I'm all right. I'm all right. <laughs> Surviving the um, COVID Apart lockdown and all that sort of craziness. Yeah, right on. Yeah. Have you uh, got back to the pub yet, or is drinking still from uh, home? I went yesterday, actually. Um, it's weird, man. It's kind of like I went on a Sunday to watch the footy and it is a weird experience being yeah. in like, you've got to stay in your little section and then it's like, they give you, they give you drink service as well, which is, that's like how they do it in the States though, which I was kind of, you know, like you don't really go out to the bar that much in the States when you go to some places. Yeah, that's, but true. that's true. The vibe's just not there, man. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I had a drink with a friend on um, Friday and it was sort of like, mm, yeah, maybe let's just keep drinking from home for a little bit longer. Yeah. So um, so this is um, the Chandra Chats, which is part of the Chandra Chat, which is part of the Story Chandra. And of course, you were on the Story Chandra and told an amazing story about um, getting fired from a job, yeah. which I had to look up the article and I had to show my son the picture. <laughs> I was like, take a look at this. He's like, I don't understand. I was like, look at the mug. He was like, I still don't understand. So I had to yeah. send it out for him. But um, but we're going to talk about that in a minute. <laughs> um, but first of all, uh, just give us a little bit. Tell us a bit about yourself, Shad. Who are you? Where are you from? Um, oh, man, I, I, I guess, I mean, where I'm from, like, originally, I guess, is like I was born overseas. Um, I was born in uh, I was born in Tonga. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. I was born in the Vavatu Islands in Tonga. Um, came to Australia when I was like real young. I think I was only like two or three years old or something. Um, and we kind of lived in like North Queensland for a bit. And then when I was in uh, preschool, I kind of grew up on the cent in the Central Coast, New South Wales, mm. um, for like a fair few years. I've moved around a lot, so I kind of lived in regional towns for a bit, all that kind of jazz. But 
for the last 10 years, shit, yeah, it's about that long, um, I've been in like Darwin, Cairns, and then I came to Brisbane uh, a bit over a year ago after the whole sacking scenario. Which is part um, of yeah. your story, which everyone will hear um, when I make this into a podcast at the end of the podcast. Um, <laughs> you know, I lived in Fiji for six years. I just moved back here recently. Um, yeah, and I mean, I've been to Tonga once when I worked on the cruise ship, but um, lots, lots of Tongan friends. So I didn't know that you were born there. So that's exciting. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was born there, but my dad's Pakistani and my mum mm-hmm. is like european australian and she just she grew up there as a kid because my grandparents moved over there well i wouldn't even know when probably like 60s or 70s or something and um they started like they essentially started tourism over there mm-hmm. they became friends with the royal family and um had their own crazy adventures over there so my mum grew up there so when it was time for me to be born she kind of went back i've only been back once i went back once yeah. when i'm 16 and I tell you what, it's a lot different to Fiji. <laughs> like, it is, it is not a resort island group. I'll tell you that. I had a shower I was there for two weeks, and I was, the shower was a sawn-off piece of um, plumbing pipe sticking out of the wall, and it had uh, only one temperature, which was cold. So <laughs> That sounds about right. Cool I also me. did um, a film called The Other Side of Heaven 2, which was set in Tonga, um, about Mormon missionaries in Tonga. And yeah, I actually yeah. met, um, was she the princess or the queen of Tonga? Because she, she was actually in the film. Anyway, it was cr- kind of crazy. Um, so anyway, so, but back to you. <laughs> um, so tell us a bit more about you um, as a storyteller, of whatever that means to you, because I know you've been on radio and you Got a couple of other things in your bow, comedian, um, perhaps. Yeah, well, I, I like I've been doing radio for um, ages, so I guess like that'd probably be the main part of my like storytelling. I started doing like community radio when I was like, oh, like sixteen, I think I was originally, and um, so it was like storytelling's always been a part of doing radio, and then obviously I do stand up, um, and I've been doing that for a few years now, and. I reckon comedians are the best storytellers around. No offense to all the other people that you have on the podcast, but I don't know. I think comics are just there's there's something different about their the way they're wired. The way they tell stories is just unreal, you know. And they've always like yeah, just been able to see what's um I think it was what was Mel Buttle said something about like oh I can't remember the quote, but just being able to see like the the interesting stuff in the most. I guess, like, run-of-the-mill parts of life. So, yeah. I don't know. I like telling stories. I talk heaps. I talk too much. So, <laughs> might as well have something to come out of the mouth. I'm going to keep gabbing on. So, <laughs> Well, you know, uh, the story gender was inspired by my friend John Flynn, who has um, something called Oh Hey Guys, an Upright, Citizen, Upright Citizens Brigade in L.A., which is a comedy sort of school. And he Ooh. teaches storytelling sort of for comedy, basically. And so when I started um, the story gender, it was sort of, yeah, sort of with that improv sort of comedy sort of feel. Um, but I also wanted to give, you know, other people from other areas of performance to um, have an opportunity to experience storytelling, I guess, you know what I mean? And like, yeah, I always hoped that it would be sort of, you know, something light and funny and something entertaining. But, um, you know, at, at times it's veered into other areas um, over the past few weeks, um, as you could imagine. 
But, yeah, um, man. Yeah, I, mean, I, I absolutely agree. I love, and what I love about like the unbelievable true story is like in the story chapter, or like I, I think you have a podcast, which we'll talk about in a little bit, is just like how things that can seem so normal and mundane to us as humans like seem absolutely outrageous to other people. Right? Yeah. Like when I go to LA, I always tell stories about living in Fiji because even the, like the thing that you just said about the sawed off, you know, pipe or whatever is the shower. People are like, what? Like, yeah. That's normal. <laughs> it's like, of course. It's like, yeah, I survived a category four cyclone, whatever. Survived. I'm being dramatic. I mean, it was like we were in the pink zone. <laughs> we only <laughs> lost a few trees. We didn't, our house didn't fall apart. But you know what I'm saying? Like, like people are always like, wow, that's crazy. And I'm like, well, no, it's not. It's kind of like, you know, it's my experience and it's like thousands of people's experience, I suppose. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just nice yeah. to sort of hear people's stories because then you well, sort of find out that maybe you don't have in common, you know? I've, I've always just kind of, I don't know, I like always admire people that have the wild stories, you know what I mean? Like I think it's just me and my mates used to have this stupid analogy about the whole idea of like what, you know how people say, oh, what do you bring into the table? You heard of that phrase before? Yeah, so like yeah. my mates used to always make this like joke about they'd hate for people to turn up and all they're bringing to the table is bread and that's like a metaphor for what kind of conversation someone's going to be bringing to the night or the situation. And I think there's nothing worse in this world than being a bit boring. So I admire people that have a fascinating story to tell and the people that like, I got mates that just make decisions in their life that are just purely based on where's this pathway gonna go? You know what I mean? Like they'll do a job purely because they think there's gonna be something interesting on the end of it. They'll say yes to an event because they're like, this is gonna be weird and I'm just gonna be a fish out of water. And I like, I love that about a lot of my mates. And I try to kind of, I guess, adapt that to my own life. Pretty hard during a bloody lockdown, though, because there's not much you can do except to go for a Kentucky tour through your own house. So can't wait for things to just be fully open and we can go places again. Yeah, well, you can be pretty mischievous online, though, I suppose, if you choose. Yeah, but no, no, no. the comment section in this world right now is so depressing. No, thanks. I used to be able to laugh at the weirdos that would comment on news.com.au articles, but now they just, it's too sad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's, it's been um, a remarkably unbelievable time over the past few weeks. Yeah, because um, I, I don't know if you know that my family is still in, like my husband and my uh, eldest son are in Fiji. And of course, you know, with Queensland not open, like we've been suffering a long time. Man, that sucks. Yeah. And you sort of just kind of go, like, again, but, like, for me, that's normal. So I'm like, you know, it's like, meh. You know, that's what it is. But yeah, other people man. are like, wow, that's a long time. I'm like, yeah, well, it is. But, you know, it is what it is, I guess. That's true. That is true. But that's the whole thing with, like, yeah, like, going back to your, to the storytelling, it's like that's the whole way everyone gets, like, a scope of the world. You know what I mean? Like sharing mm. each other's experiences is what makes you all of a sudden change. Even if you don't even know, you hear more and more stories about, you know, the way, like in your situation, like living away from family or, um, you know, people have lived overseas or maybe born overseas. It's just like slowly hearing more of those stories makes you understand people from that, like human experience more, you know? Yeah, totally. 
Now you told a very interesting story on the story Chunder when you were on. Um, do you remember what day it was? I don't even remember the date. No, nah, I can't remember the day. But uh, it was early lockdown, I think it was. I think it was early lockdown because I've been like, I refuse to do a Zoom um, stand-up gig. Not that I've been like harassed or anything, but I've been seeing them pop up and I'm like, there's no way I'd do a digital gig. Um, but you you asked about doing a story. I was like, I can do that. That's like doing radio and stuff. I can I can tell a story. That's fine. But so I'm really locked down. So I was like, I'll tell you the best story that I've got, which is how I got myself sacked January last year. <laughs> That's right. I think uh, I think surprise was the theme that week. So um, <laughs> so I'm going to play that story. Like when I turn this into a podcast, I'm going to play that story at the end. Okay. Um, so, but. You know, for people that didn't tune in that week, do you want to just give us the gist of what you talked about in your story? Uh, yeah, so basically um, January last year, I got myself like a, like worked really hard, got myself a pretty sweet promotion in radio. And it was my final week in my job before I moved to go and do the um, new gig. And I made a pretty silly joke in the spur of the moment um, involving the Prime Minister, a uh, mug, <laughs> and uh, Instagram. So, yeah, it's just kind of the story of what happened and then the couple of days after that event that got more and more ridiculous. <laughs> now, okay, so... I mean, were you holding the mug? Like, was this a conscious decision with the mug or was this just sort of a coincidence? Uh, well, I mean... Uh, or, do you, or can you not say because of legal reasons? <laughs> no, no, I can say, man. I, I, you know what? I honestly think that story, like when people hear it, like I feel like that story has haunted me longer than it should have. I reckon it's stopping me from getting work at the moment, but we'll see. I mean, I got a job in radio like two days later, but um, it, it wasn't... It was dressed up like in the news stories and that, like it was some kind of planned thing, but it wasn't. It was um, the whole situation was uh, the the mug, the item in question, without giving too much away, but the item in question belonged to the radio station, not me, and it was used by so many different people each day. I just had the realisation in the middle of um, a media moment to use it in its comedic value I'm trying to dance around without telling the entire story. <laughs> yeah, well, you're going to have to, yeah, exactly. So if you're watching, um, this is going to become a podcast and you're going to have to wait, and, you know, yeah. see what that story is. Um, it, um, I don't know if, actually, I'm trying to think of uh, if you're on our IGTV. I think you're on our IGTV. So I think people can go look at the story on our IGTV, yeah. but I'm not sure. I'll say, like, I mean, it's funny. Like, in hindsight, it's funny. And I think the reason I, like, I tell the story because it's funny. It, it was the premise for my stand-up show that I did, like, down in Adelaide and then was going to do elsewhere until, you know, all the gigs stopped. But um, it, I think the reason I enjoyed telling it last year, doing gigs in Brisbane and moving here in the Gold Coast, that was, um, it was such a shitty time. Like, it was, without a doubt, one of the worst few months Um like in, in like the last decade by far. Like I'd worked really hard to get where I was in radio. So to, to blow it with a bit of a, well, with a silly decision 
but then also having it blow up so massively as well kind of, um, yeah, it was a rough time. And I think, like I said, I think that it's like the aftershock of it's probably still going to affect my career for probably if I get back into, I mean, I'm working radio at the moment, but if I get back into that kind of level of, uh, you know, radio, if it's possible, I, I think that story will always be something that will hang around with me. So instead of, I got to a point after a few months of being very bummed out. And I like had a partner who packed up all her life as well. And um, after being really bummed out and dragging myself to Adelaide to do shows a few weeks later and moved to Brisbane, I kind of had a point where I was like, you know what, you can sit here and be bummed out about it and keep being like, oh, if only I did this rah-rah. Or you can, you know, look at it, laugh at the stupid moment in your life, just like my mates do when they find those funny moments and, own it, man. No one wants to sit here and be like, oh, it wasn't my fault, blah, blah, blah. It's like, mate, you do the crime, you do the time. I got fired because I made a joke and I went a bit too far with it. So, yeah, deal with it, move on and make yeah, a joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And in case everyone's watching from overseas or listening from overseas, um, the word in question that was printed on the mug, uh, I don't really know how to explain it from an Australian context, but... Um, Anyway, it's the worst word you can say in the US. Yeah, it, it's not. It, yes, it's probably not acceptable anywhere, but um, but Australians tend to use it sometimes. Not that it can be sounds, it gets used pretty flagrantly. <laughs> it's an endearing word to many people. Well, we we live and learn, Chad, because um, something that I've been sort of hiding um, recently is that I actually played Captain Cook for the ABC in Australia. Mm -hmm. So um, I kind Definitely of have been advertising that lately because it's not the right time to um, discuss that. And I'm trying to work out, you know, how to um, not remove that from my history. I can't do that, but you know what I mean? But like how to deal with that <laughs> at the moment. Man, uh, like it's a, it's a crazy kind of learning curve for a lot of people right now. You know, it's, you know what, like to speak of Captain Cook, like when that incident happened, Scott Morrison was in Cairns on the radio show I was a part of announcing like, I think it was like $250,000 to fund the Cooktown celebrations that happen, I think Australia Day, um, where they reenact Captain Cook landing. Yes, <laughs> like, I've seen it. I, I, we filmed up there and I met some of those people. That like it's, that, a baffling, yeah. it's a baffling event when you think about it and like, the, the, and they'll keep doing it. They'll keep doing it every year. But the whole, I don't know, like what you're saying about trying to hide the fact that you played the character, like it's, it's still a figure in history. Like it's still something that needs to be portrayed in all sorts of different ways. It's like there's an element of, I don't know, I was hearing like a, I was hearing some people talk about it on a podcast today about like how all those shows are getting cancelled at the moment, like on uh, Netflix and stuff and, Chris Lilly stuff, which is very on the nose. And if you remember when a lot of that stuff came out, it was very on the nose. But it's, there's a part of me that's kind of like, if you just, you can't delete everything. You know what I mean? Like, if you just delete everything, then you don't, the whole idea where they say that you've got to learn from the past in order to like move forward and always think of the things you did in the past in order to make sure you're making the right decisions and next. Man, people are, we, the whole aim of the game is to be looked back upon 
like the idea of progressiveness, isn't it that my kids and my grandkids are supposed to look at me and be like, I was not progressive enough? Isn't that how it's supposed to work? So yeah, if like we delete all the dumb shit that we did during that time, isn't that going to stop other people from being like, oh, that's what we did wrong. Let's not bloody do that again. I don't know. That's yeah. just a, yeah. a thought. Level. Yeah. But yeah. Man, we're getting deep. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> so is there any, um, so are so in terms of your story and um, the follow-up, and you know, you said that you're still concerned about um, the work aspect. I mean, is there any follow-up to that story? Like, are you back in, like, are you back in work in radio or what's happening now? Uh, well, yeah, I got, I got hired. Um, the thing is, like, the, the, the incident was not a reflection on how good I was at the job, you know? So yeah. that kind of mindset was held by many people and I didn't do as soon as the thing happened I just like I made a decision not to like do any media or all those kind of like project ringing and all those kind of people being like let's talk about how you got sick I was like no I'm not doing any of that um and I had like family and I got a little brother that's got autism and stuff that I had to explain to his friends at school while his brother's not coming to work at the radio station anymore so I was kind of like I'm not going to go and jump on the telly and be some kind of, I don't know, spur of the moment, got his five seconds of fame thing. And because I did that as well, I was like, I want to work again. I don't want to be the enemy of the station. And what they did was well within their you know, rights to do so. So my actions in doing that meant that I got a job pretty much three days later with uh, Nova here in Brisbane who were like, hey, we know that we can use your skills, so come and work for us and rebuild. So I was lucky enough to get that and get a lot of support from a lot of the announcers there and the um, staff there because, you know, they've got everyone in the in the, any kind of business has made a mistake. So, yeah, that was really cool and, and it was going really well. For the last year and a bit, I've been doing great. I've been on Breakfast Radio here in Brisbane a bit and the team there, Ash Kiblutzi and Sue, has been heaps supportive in that as well. But at the moment with the COVID stuff, works kind of slow <laughs> like yeah. for most people. And which has led you to, uh, well, I don't know, has it led you to start your podcast or is the podcast always going to be happening? The, the podcast was like, it's I'm going to do a new podcast. <laughs> the podcast was like, I'm going to do it. No, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to do it. No, I'm not going to do it. Um, I was umming and ahhing. It was actually a live show that we tried, like we were kind of thinking of doing a while back, um, back when I was in Cairns because I ran comedy shows up there. And it was funnily yeah. enough, a mate, was, a mate that I run. Was it? Did you do a live show of it or no? No. So it, it was my mate Richo's um, kind of brainchild, and then I've kind of now rejigged it to be a podcast because there's no live gigs. Um, yeah. So I'm a real. Ever since like this past year, I've kind of annoyingly developed a little bit of a um, questioning of my um, kind of like I guess it'd be a little bit of lack of confidence in just going for things. Like usually I'd have an idea and go, screw it, I'll go and do it and make it. Yeah. And if people look at they like it, and if they don't, who cares, I'll go and make a new idea. You know what I mean? Whereas now I'm a little bit more like a bit hesitant to kind of jump in. So I kind of uh, got the push from some of the guys at Good Chat and that to just kind of do it. So Good Yarns is the podcast. It's very similar to yours. It's a storytelling podcast. Um, and, yeah, it's just that I get a guest in and it's a bit more of a back and forth of like the stories um, a bit more long form. And, yeah, the, it's just started. We had Chris Martin, very funny Brisbane comic in that just 
had a story about a house party that just goes nuts. Taylor Edwards, yeah. who's been on this before, I'm pretty sure. She's on um, this week. And actually, you know what? It's been quite exciting because I only just got told this today. Um, there is going to be a live version of it in July. So awesome. um, there'll be some gigs. If you follow Good Chat Comedy in Brisbane, then you'll keep an eye out on something that's going to be happening in July. Um, with okay. some that's up here in Brisbane or...? Yeah, yeah, here in so Good Chat run one of the comedy rooms here and they've got some pretty cool stuff that's going to be announced, I think, this week. I hope I haven't jumped the gun, but something's happening. No, that's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. I mean, we're, we're looking at going back live in July as well uh, with Backup yeah. Arts, which is where – because our, our thing started as a live event as well. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That's great. <laughs> I'm so you know, it's so funny because, um, like I said, you know, like I've been going to these sorts of – things all the time and I'm from Boston and Massachusetts and um, there's something called um, stories from the stage which is a very popular television show which is on every week which is again like a similar thing it's I don't know how many storytellers they have I think they have four every episode and the uh, you may have heard of the moth in the states as yeah, well. yeah. yeah yeah and my friend John who started oh hey guys he's he actually won the, the moth in um, New you. York telling a story about um, the first time he was well, accidentally a prostitute, I suppose. Well, that's the story I want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> what, did he, did he like, hook up with someone and then they left him money? Or well, like, no, I mean, I knew he was going to be. But he just, it was sort of what you were saying earlier about, like, people that are just sort of like, okay, well, let's just see how far I can go with this before yes. it gets a little bit too far. And it got a little bit too far. <laughs> and he only did it once. But um, but it's a really good story. <laughs> and the details of it are insane. You know what I mean? Like, just, yeah. Anyway, the personalities <laughs> involved in the yeah. other. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, no, but I, I think it's great. And I think it's so funny. And, and I, I think also because I'm an actor, as you know, and um. And something that's really changed um, in scope of acting is that people are really looking for authenticity a lot more than they used to do. And that's mm. a combination of a lot of things. That's, it has to do with just the state of the world, but also with what we're consuming, um, you know, on, like, on Netflix and all that sort of stuff. So there's this long form storytelling, which means that you have to be a bit more present in the moment. It's not as... Uh, like it's not as you know sort of like you know what the end of the season is going to be when it begins yeah um, so that's really interesting and i mean that's something that i'm fascinated with and that's what i love about the story chunder as well as people kind of come on and they start to tell the story and sometimes they know where it's going i mean i encourage people to know sort of where it's going but um i i encourage people to know where they're going to start and where they're going to end and then what happens in between is the exciting bit <laughs> you know what yeah. i mean yeah, the journey. I, that's like when I was saying with the, uh, like, good storytellers, which is probably why, like, I lean towards comics and also because I perform with a lot of them, is, like, the ability to um, kind of bury the lead a little bit, you know? Like, hide hide the juicy bit a little bit, bring it up a little bit later. Don't just start at the beginning, you know? Imagine if the fifth sense started with him going, yeah, so I see dead people. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and, and then that's it. That's how it, just, that's how it begins. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and I really, um, I'm super interested because, you know, I keep my stories, I ask the storytellers to keep it to eight minutes. Um, 
and again, like in terms of like, like I have this fantasy that that they these stories are all going to be turned into like short movies or you know some sort of an episodic web series. You know what I mean? Where Absolutely. either they're acted out or they're told, and people, you know, maybe it's animation. I don't really know. You know what I mean? But that's yeah. I find them so interesting. I love them. <laughs> man, it's good. It's good. And it's an easy thing to do, man. How hard is it just sit back and just enjoy stories the whole time? It's great. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. It's ridiculous, right? I mean, you know, obviously we like people have been doing it for, you know, forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. You know what I mean? Like think about sitting around with your grandparents or, um, you know, whatever. And it's just like yarns and stories all the time. I um, mean, so it's funny that people sort of, you know, at times forget about it. You know what I mean? Like we go through these periods where people don't, you know, they sort of forget to tell the stories. It's bizarre. Because yeah, I also I think do like we... storytelling coaching, which is like a bizarre thing. And, um, and I do it a lot around um, climate change, actually. And so mm -hmm. it's, it's a lot of like, you know, like when I do it in the South Pacific, it's a lot of just talking to people to help them remember their stories or to, to remind them that they that those stories are like much older than the stories that you know, that I've, you know, that I've encountered in my existence. You know what I mean? It's, it's mm. kind of fascinating. I love it. That's good. Yeah. Sweet. All right. So, um, I, I guess we've sort of covered everything, like who inspires you? What's your favorite sort of story? Um, do you have Ooh. anything else to add to that? Um, I think my favorite kind of story is actually the one that just keeps escalating. <laughs> you know, a kind of story where you think it's finished and then it just goes, no, wait, there's like heaps more to this. It's like I got, um, uh, I got like a, oh, it's, I think it's up on, I got it up on YouTube, but like I have a story from when I went to Columbia years ago, like oh, it would have been early 20s. And um, I enjoyed the, uh, I enjoyed the fine wares of Colombia and went for a walk through the jungle. And uh, it's kind of this story where uh, things get outrageous. We get lost and like more and more, this story just gets more and more dramatic. And it's like those kinds of stories where it's just everything escalates are the ones I love. Kind of ones where you just go, holy shit. <laughs> like, yeah, that's yeah. my favorite. And then, yeah. Uh, yeah. I know, I know. And then it's, it's, you know, if we want to talk like in the stories, in the short film sort of um, genre, you know, my friend um, Anthony is like, you know, you should always end your short film like at the end of act one, you know what I mean? With that sort of cliffhanger so that yeah. the audience like has to walk out and they're like, what happened next? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Leave them with a hook. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. And I mean, I guess that's part of the reason why I do the Tundra Chat, you know, thing as well, is to sort of like check back in and be like, so, you know, what's happened since then? Like, what's, yeah, you know, is there more to the story, you know? Have you gotten many, like, crazy follow-ups? Like, um, I wish we were more interesting that. <laughs> I mean, not really, but it's been, because it's been this COVID-19 time, so, like, a lot of it's just been, yeah. like, sort of like, and then it was put on hold. <laughs> you know what's you know? interesting, right? But then, like, because... With, with comedy gigs, kind of like stand-up comedy coming back, it's like uh, a lot of chats I've been having with, with comedians that are like, oh, man, there's going to be so much, like, 
COVID material being done and rah, rah, which it's like obviously that's the thing everyone's been living last little while. But um, I'm fascinated to see, like I'll probably get, like I haven't really been writing, I'll be honest, I've been lazy as hell. But um, I'm keen to go and watch a lot of gigs because I'm, I, I honestly think that everyone living in the moment's like, man, nothing's happening, I've got nothing to talk about, rah, rah. But then when you get that hindsight of like, couple of weeks later when it's all a little bit more back to normal, I feel like there's going to be a lot of pretty outrageous stories that people have been being, you know, locked in the cabin for three months, especially the people who took it super, like, hyped. You know what I mean? Like, I live in Belimba. Fuck all people around here really, like, you know what, you know what this COVID lockdown was? It was more like a fitness, like, regime for a lot of these people. I didn't realise how many people around my neighbourhood owned dogs. I walk my dog every day. And then as soon as the COVID thing happened, all of a sudden everyone had dogs. I walk in them everywhere. I was like, man, this isn't a three-month lockdown. This is like this is like the biggest loser for everyone in this neighbourhood. There's like not even enough room on the footpath. It's crazy. But I reckon there's going to be a lot of like mad stories that people won't even realise they've got right now that are like, you know, like I have people who do a story for my podcast. I'm sure it's the same for you. Like they'll do a story and then afterwards they'll be like, oh, I just remembered, like, this thing. And, oh, I just remembered this mad thing that I've got to tell you about. So a lot of ones I've recorded, I'm not even going to put up because that person's just, like, so keen on this other story. I'm like, will you come back and we'll record that one instead? Because it's like you need the spark, I feel. Like, as soon as yeah, you start, yeah. I'm like, oh, hang on. I know exactly, like, it's going to kill it in. There are going to be heaps of weird corona stories that will come out that will be of left field you won't look like. You won't even or, realize yeah, stories that are even inspired by, you know, I was sitting at um, dinner with my son the other day and I started to tell him I was in a really bad bus accident when I was um, 21. Like, I mean, a bus accident. like, yeah, we're talking like, like nobody should have survived, but somehow we all did sort of oh. bus accident. Um, I was, it was a bunch of dancers. We were doing a tour of a Broadway musical in Germany and we, got in an accident on the Audubon and we rolled three times down a hill and it killed the four people that the bus hit. And like, and I was like, I've never told this story on the story channel. Yeah. How bizarre, you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. like I had an out of body experience. Like, like my memory of the accident is watching it from above. That's wild. And like, you know, I don't remember it ending. Like it's a, like, anyway, well, I'll tell it to you. Maybe I'll tell it to you for good yarns because it was a pretty outrageous story. Like, but I don't know. I locked it away somewhere, you know, back here, and then I've had time to think, and all of a sudden I was like, "Oh yeah, there's that story." You know what? It's like um, a mate of mine always. Uh, my mate Peter James is a really good comic and actor. He basically does bloody everything. He's so talented, but um, <laughs> he lives up in in far north, and he's a real. Uh, he really loves, like, Stuart Goldsmith and stuff. I think he's his name, like, a comedian that does, like, a lot of chats with comics and stuff on his podcast. And he has this quote written on his wall, and he's like, uh, comedians aren't competing with each other. It's all of us together against, like, I'm going to butcher this quote, but it's like we're all in competition against silence. And it's like, I think, like, in a way, you're, like, that story is popping into your mind. It's like when there's silence, it's like you want to fill it with something. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then you'll just remember a story or something that you wouldn't have even thought twice of purely because you don't want that silence to keep existing. 
like I know, I know. It's crazy. And you know, and I challenge the storytellers on Story Gender, you know, with like a theme every week. And I'm like, or you can just tell whatever you want to tell. Um, but again, sometimes that theme sort of makes you go, oh. And I was thinking, because this week, um, tonight, we're doing one at seven o'clock, and it's hot enough for you, which is, I'll explain tonight why that's that. And so then I was thinking about the cyclone, you know, in Fiji, and I was like, oh, that, that could have to do with hot enough for you, because the cyclone wouldn't have happened if the temperature of the ocean hadn't been so high at that particular time, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's crazy, man. But well, when I, saw, I saw that theme, and I immediately thought of a story as well, because I was like, oh, hot enough for you. And I was like, Darwin. Like I lived in Darwin for a few years and I, um, while I was, I don't know if you'll be able to see, but while I was in Darwin, I did that to my wrist. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I was like, that, the, the way I did that would be the story that I'd be able to tell. Because again, it was like I did an injury and then uh, the sequence of unfortunate events that happened after. <laughs> like, yeah. Exactly. But sometimes you need a proof, man. I might have to steal that from my podcast, I'm not going to lie. Oh, that's all right. No, well, I'll share. I'll share. I mean, I stole everything that I do from John. So, you know, like, <laughs> paying it forward, paying it forward. All right, cool. Uh, so is there anything else that you want to tell us about? Anything else that you have coming up? Um, or just listen to Good Yarns? Yeah, go and check out. Like, please do go and uh, check out my podcast, um, Good Yarns. Eps come out every Tuesday um, with a new storyteller, but I'm going to, start dropping a few little extra um, live audios of like some storytelling bits that I've done on stage. And then um, the yeah, 7th to the 11th of July, keep an eye out um, with Good Chat Comedy because there's going to be some live shows popping up and one of them will be a live storytelling show for that. So you should come along. Are you going to come? Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be great. I'll, I'll let everyone know from the story tender know we'll all come. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much it, man. That's well, all I've got to do. We'll be like, Sharon, Sharon, Sharon. <laughs> we'll throw our dickers <laughs> at you. <laughs> well, that, I tell you, that hasn't happened to the show yet, so please do it. Washed. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. Well, thanks so much, um, Shad Wicca, for um, coming on Chandra Chat and telling us a little bit more about yourself and uh, what makes you who you are and the, story, the storyteller you are. And um, definitely check out Good Yarns. I'll play like an ad for it at the end of when this becomes a podcast as well, and I'll share it on our social media. And yeah. do you have social media to look at um, for that program or just for you in general? Uh, yeah, just do, just do my Insta at the moment. Um... Because they only just launched, so I'm just going to wait. But if you if you have a story that you want to maybe share on my potty, um, you can hit me up on Instagram or you can go to shadwicker.com uh, and there's like a little form thing there with like uh, one of the episodes so you can hear what it's kind of like. But, um, yeah, other than that, that's it. Okay, doke. Well, it was great to see you, mate. And, um, and like I said, when this becomes a podcast, the next thing you're going to hear is your story. <laughs> so, right on. Um, Awesome, man. Good 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 all right, man. See you, bro. Take care. All right. Well, I thought um, an easy one for me was the surprise I got uh, at the beginning of last year, um, which kind of got me ready for what's been going on right now, I'd imagine. So I was, uh, like you said, I was in Cairns uh, doing breakfast radio. I'd been up there for about four years, which was about four of my six years in radio at the time. 
Um, and I had gotten uh, offered a promotion uh, down on the New South Wales Central Coast about an hour from Sydney. Really big opportunity. It was um, actually one of the places I grew up. My family was there, so I was super stoked that I got this chance. Um, so I got all the kind of offer done, signed up, all that kind of stuff. Got back to work from my holiday and they go, okay, you're going to start your new job down south in a week. So just get through this last week on air and then you can come down to the new breakfast show you start on the Tuesday. So I was like, all right, sweet, I'll get through this. No dramas. Uh, and what happened was uh, on the Tuesday, we had uh, the Prime Minister on our breakfast show in Cairns. Uh, that's Scott Morrison. Um, and it was only recent when ScoMo had actually kind of taken over the top job. And uh, we did our usual thing, had the radio chat. And when you have politicians on the shows, like on radio shows, you've got to do this little song and dance where they get to talk about the things they want to talk about. Then you kind of take the piss with each other a bit and then they usually go. But before they leave, their media team sits you down and takes about 50 different photos of you and the Prime Minister so they can share it on social media. And uh, me and my co-host were standing there going through all these photos, like just standing, smiling, smiling, whatever. And uh, I just happened to be in one of the photos holding uh, a novelty mug that I was using that morning um, that had cunt written on it. <laughs> and uh, one of these 50 photos had me standing, holding it facing forward because obviously in the midst of all the photos, I've realised what I'm holding. <laughs> and the comic in me, the comedian in me, all of a sudden took over the uh, radio host in me and decided to just turn that cup a little bit towards the camera. And it just so happened that out of those 50 photos, that was the one that Scott Morrison shared on all of his social media. <laughs> <laughs> so, bit of a surprise for him. Bit of a surprise for me as well, to be honest. Um, anyway, that happened on a Tuesday. <laughs> and... Uh, I kind of, as the day went on, I kind of realised that's what happened, had a little bit of a laugh about it. And uh, again, I kind of, I got on Instagram, I think, and had a bit of, took a piss out of the fact that it had happened. And then the next day, just got on with my job on the Wednesday, kind of didn't think much about it, just kind of moved on. And uh, so the cut mark thing happens on the Tuesday. I go back to work on Wednesday, do the show, get on, uh, on air on Thursday, my last day on air. We do a big farewell because I've been there for a while. We had guests on, said the buys, got in my car, packed up all of my life into my car. My border collie sitting in the seat next to me and said goodbye to my girlfriend who was finishing up her job. And she said, all right, babe, like, have a safe trip. I'll meet you down there in a month's time because I just put in my notice for my six-figure job because we're going to follow your radio dream down to the Central Coast. And I was like, sweet as, babe. I'll see you down there. So I drive out of camp. And uh, as I'm driving down, this mug photo is starting to do the rounds on Twitter and news.com writes an article about it and another paper writes an article about it. Then my phone starts ringing for people wanting to ask me about it and I ignore it. I get calls from the people I'm about to work with and they're like, look, it should be fine. Like, we're just figuring it out. You know, you did fuck up, you know. Uh, anyway, I get to Mackay because uh, it's such a big drive down, and I spend the night in Mackay. I wake up the next morning, and as I'm driving out of Mackay, I get a call from um, the head of 
of uh, content to the company. And he says, hey, mate, um, can you come back to the Mackay offices? We've got to have a uh, quick chat. And I was like, oh, man, <laughs> this isn't about the mug, is it? <laughs> and he replied simply with a, well, let's chat when you get back here. So I was like, oh, man, I think I'm done here. Like I, get, I get back in the car, I turn around, I drive back from the car. I've never been to these offices before in my life. So I get there and it's only 8.30 in the morning. So it's quite early. Like the workplace hasn't really started. The breakfast shows are on, but everyone else isn't there. So I go up into this office and a lady who's like setting up the place is like, yeah, just go into this boardroom. I sit at this boardroom and I'm at the end of a long, like just classic conference room, you know. I'm at the end of a long table. At the end of the table is a TV screen. And uh, I'm sitting there and a lady's sitting at the front desk as well. And on the TV screen is the boss that called me. And he's like, oh, hey, Shad, like, thanks for coming. Look, Karen's here uh, to be your support person. Now, I don't know if her name's Karen. I've forgotten, but it's easy fit. So he's like, this is your support person. And it was at that moment I was like, oh, they don't bring a support person into a meeting to be like, hey, mate, good job the other day. Can't wait to see you at the new promotion down south. So I'm already shitting bricks. I'm like, oh, this is so fast up. So we're sitting there, the TV is on, the guy just starts going, look, you know, they talk through the whole situation. I explain to them what happened. And uh, eventually they go off to deliberate. They come back onto the TV screen and he goes, look, mate, I still remember what they said. He's like, yeah, you embarrassed the Prime Minister. You embarrassed the CEO. You broke our social media policies. You're fired effective immediately. And then the TV just turns off. So I'm just sitting at the end of this table. TV's done. Karen's still sitting there at the front. I've pushed back. I'm like freaking out going, what am I going to do? Like, how am I going to tell my girlfriend who's quit her job now? How am I going to pay my bills? What am I going to do? I'm in Mackay, which is one of the worst towns ever in the world. Like, what am I going to do here? And Karen stands up and turns me and just goes, oh, uh, I'll go get you a glass of water, mate. And I'm just thinking, that is not what a support person. <laughs> that is... That is not the kind of support that I'm looking for right now, to be honest, Karen. Um, so she leaves the room. I'm still sitting there freaking out. And I've got my dog in the meeting with me because I wasn't going to leave her in the car for this whole endeavor. So I'm sitting there losing it. My dog walks up to me, tries to lick my face. I push her away. And she walks over to the corner of the room and does a shit on the carpet. <laughs> And I sit back and I do what anyone listening to this story would do in that moment. I walked over to my dog. I gave her a big pat and I said, good girl. And I grabbed her by the lead and I walked the fuck out of there, got in my car, drove to Brisbane. And that is why I now live here doing stand-up comedy. Hey, my name's Shad Wicker. I'm a comedian who loves a good story. And my new podcast, Good Yarns, is all about the great stories that everyone has to tell. There's like a whole bunch of guys that all holding guns. Each week I sit down with a new guest to hear something crazy and outrageous and sometimes even incriminating from their lives. I would be the worst stripper. So here I am locked on the balcony, no clothes on. Next thing you know, it's on fire. And he comes sort of halfway down the other side and dives at the pack of people and just launches on my back and brings me to the ground and goes, look at this beauty. Now, that one's actually about a pretty famous person. Everyone has at least one good yarn that they love to tell, so each app will sit down and we will hear them all. And sometimes 
Our guests will share a little bit too much. If you don't take your fucking shirt off when you're cleaning, I don't think you're putting your back into it. Someone thought that he had a brain parasite. Two things you should know about me before we go into the story. I'm a nice guy. So if you love a good, real story, then subscribe to the podcast. It's Good Yarns with me, Shad Wicker. Stories and banter, no knitting. If you've got a little story you need to share, pull up a chair, he'll listen. Despite of the name and despite of the logo, there's definitely no knitting on this show. Called Good, Good Yarns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.